What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the 36th Man. It's Sunday, February 9th, 2013. Is that right? You got it. Ninth? Yeah, well, that's what my computer says. Yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Huh? I'm pretty I'm good. I'm on break. I got a hand cramp. Jimmy's on break. Anthony Tuesday. just finished jerking off, apparently. <laughs> oh, I wish it was from that. <laughs> it's from writing too much. It's from freaking drawing. That is not fun. No, it sucks. <laughs> the other, so other at, option is more fun. At, at the top of this show, Jimmy, Jimmy, we haven't done a proper show really in a, in a couple, couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. So we need to address something right away. There's a congratulations in order. For oh. Mr. Jimmy Champagne here. It's true. Who is now freelancing for IGN. Yep. Finally made it. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> I can die happy. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> well, that's pretty uh, <laughs> No, I'm In almost fact, <laughs> at the time of this recording, they've published, what, article, two articles? A few of mine. Uh, yeah. I think he's got like yeah. three or four, no? I've seen a few. Um, Jimmy Champagne is a published writer on five, IGN. Six. Six. Good One of them mode. got pulled because apparently t- Twitch is a competitor to IGN. And we didn't know that. Ah. But it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. Is it because you cussed in it? No. It was not, like, not uh, a lot of cussing that writing, Jimmy. Uh, Twitch commands like f- uh, 1.8% of all U.S. internet traffic. Wow. Huh. Damn. Crazy. crazy. Yeah. So crazy. What game were you twitching? Um, well, that was just what the story was about. It was oh, just okay. about how Twitch is dominating hard. They're like fourth in U.S. internet traffic. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Huh. Netflix is pretty up there too, right? Like they have a whole third or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, Netflix. It was like Netflix, Facebook, you know, like Twitter was on there. I don't remember. When is Facebook going to go away? Oh, I don't know. But everyone like – I've heard good things about the new paper app. Like – People are using that over the garbage Facebook app. I was talking to a friend about this. Facebook app, I feel like every time they come out with a new iPhone, they update the Facebook app to break it again for the new (laughs) iPhone. Yeah, it's pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the eventual, you know, MySpace death that it's going to die here someday. I've noticed that once, once like, the older generation who kind of always bought humbugs, uh, stuff like this, once they start getting on is usually when it starts to die. Right. Like, you Facebook. know, when when oh, I got a MySpace. Facebook invite from my 65-year-old aunt, I knew yeah. that it's probably <laughs> time. I mean, I, I keep a zero count of friends on Facebook anyways. The only reason I have a personal one is to manage a band account. Yeah, that so. makes sense. So to anybody listening, don't, don't send me an invite because I'm not going to... I'm not going to accept it. And don't be offended if he doesn't. Yeah. I have zero oh, friends. Everybody's always like, zero friends. I'm going to be the first friend. Nope. I'm going to decline you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's nothing personal. I just don't use Facebook. Fucking turd. So on that note, what do you guys play this week? Uh, Jimmy, you haven't been, you, you weren't on last week. What did you play the last two weeks? Oh, uh, well, uh, I rest. asked. Like, Tell us about your rest this hole. Week, so <laughs> I've been like really only playing rust and, uh, I got the Bravely Default demo, and I really liked it, so I ended up buying the game, but I haven't played it. I went back, and I got the Gravity Rush Platinum, because that's really easy. It's like beat the game, and then there's a few side objectives, and I'm going back for the Velocity Ultra one, too. So, you know. What's the shortest amount of time you spend in Rust? 
or that you've spent in one sitting? Well, shortest, um, shortest to... honestly, I don't really play it alone. Like, it's way too easy to get, like, gang raped pretty much if you're alone. People right. love to just, if they see a loner, they'll come and just fuck with you. So it's really been only when my two friends that I play with have been online. So the shortest we've played is about, like, four hours. <laughs> like, Jeez. we'll get on at, like, eight at night, and then we'll go until, like, like, if on Tuesdays and Thursdays I don't have class to one thirty, so we'll stay up till like, three or four. <laughs> Good lord. It's crazy. Yeah, I pa- we passed our 70th hour last night. Shit. And I got it two weeks ago. <laughs> Dude, that's a massive pace. Yeah. Because wow. we keep having to move servers because uh, we were on the server with, like, Mitch and all them, and they play their own game. They, like, make up their own rules for the game, and right, I yeah. still want to learn about the game itself, like, what the rules the game is throwing down. So we moved to a different server. And we've been moving around because there's hackers on a lot of the community servers. But we found one, finally, that uh, doesn't have any hackers. The only hackers on it DDoS it. So that just slows it down. And they only do that in the middle of the night. And that's like every server. And so now we're just kind of building houses and trying to find research kits so we can learn to make guns. Mm. I've <laughs> decided after Rustcast that I haven't played since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've There's decided so to officially to be done with Rust. It's kind of like an MMO where you have to, you know, it's either you play Rust exclusively or, like, very close to exclusively, or you don't yep. play Rust. And exactly. That's good or bad, depending on I've, who you are. Yeah. yeah we I've, all know I've how decided to, to bow out. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, just too much else going on for me to play. I wouldn't, the, the other thing is I would never play it alone. Like, if my friend, either of the two friends stopped playing, I mean, if both of them did, I'd be done. It's just not really fun to play alone right now because which is what i've done up until yeah. this point there's like Eight no way to defend alone. yourself successfully every time you know like i can i would be fine if there was like a little bit of faltering and like being able to play alone but it's it's pretty much if you play alone you're guaranteed to never get anywhere which is <laughs> something i hope they fix because they said it's only 10 percent done so jesus if that's 10 percent hmm. yeah it seems like it's so much more complete. So, uh, that's all you've been playing. It's just some Rust. Yeah, Rust and Bravely Default and that is crazy. old beta games. <laughs> what about you, Anthony? What have you been playing? Um, well, this whole week I've been pretty deep in uh, like trying to look up what I'm going to do to build my PC. So I've been Ooh. playing some... Uh, I installed Guacamelee just to test out the uh, the new wireless adapter I have for my 360 controller. And uh, it works great, amazing. dude. Yeah, Guacamelee is fucking great. I hadn't played it before, and I kind of, I got pretty stuck. I, I, next thing I knew, it was like one in the morning. I had to go to work the next day and shit. Oh, that's one game off of <laughs> Anthony's backlog of shame. Uh, uh, two, because two. yeah, I Wait, have did two. you beat Guacamelee? No, 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 not yet. Okay, I haven't played that cool. much. But the second game, I installed uh, Borderlands Two just to actually test the the uh, parts I have in my current setup to see how well it runs. And I was get, I was averaging about 58 frames a second on 1080p. So Yeah, that game's pretty well optimized for PC. The yeah. first one was not. First no, one okay. was pretty fucked. But the second one works really well. Yeah, and I hadn't played that game, so that's another one. There um, it is. And I, I think I'm going to be stuck in that for a while because I really liked it. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. I was going to say we should play together, but I won't be playing it on PC. <laughs> well, I think I have it on... Uh, one of my consoles somewhere. 
I've got it on 360. Oh, I've got it on PS2 now because it was a Plus game. PS2? Yeah, Army PS2. Yes, I have the the PS2 port. (laughs) Uh, What about you? It's it's a a limited edition. Um, I I got a game. I started a game off of my own backlog of shame this week. Finally. I started um, Metro Last Light. Oh, sweet. How do you like that? Because it's the Plus game. Uh, You know, I like it. So far, I'm not incredibly far into the game i'm probably four hours into the game and it wasn't exactly what i expected but i really like what i am playing i expected it to be less and maybe it opens up but i expected it to be less linear and more open world and so far it hasn't been um hasn't been very open world or as much open world as i expected it to be chris okay tell me about this game what is this game you speak of <laughs> okay so metro is uh i'm gonna fucking butcher the guy's name but it's it's based on a novel by maybe jimmy if you know the guy's name i, can't I have no idea what his name is um <laughs> it, it's based on a novel uh it's about um like a. I haven't read the novel and i'm not very far into the game yet and i didn't play the other metro games so i can't i can't describe the story a ton but it's basically fallout kind of in uh, in russia yeah oh, okay. that's, and um well that sounds instead of fun, instead actually. of vaults they go into the subway tunnels yeah they go they go into the subway tunnels which is why the name of the series is metro mm-hmm. um it's fun though and it plays kind of like fallout uh, with the without the option of being able to switch to third person Okay. Um, but it's pretty cool. Uh, currency in the game is bullets. So you either have the choice of sh- using the bullets to shoot things or spending the bullets to buy things. Um, like I said, I'm not super far into the game, but it's always one of those games that has always intrigued me. And so uh, I'm playing it now because it's a plus game. I'm I'm glad. I'm so glad that I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I I got it during the Steam sale with the season pass for... I don't know, like ten bucks, and yeah. I I want to play it. I just don't have, haven't had time yet. How old I, is I that game? It's like less than a year. Came out okay. the summer. Um, came out May fourteenth. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at you, fancy. I think it did okay. It got really yeah. good ratings and everything. Yeah, it it was uh, the reception is well. You know what though? I'm you know I'm looking at the wiki page right now, and I'm showing that under platforms, it says PS4. Have you heard of a PS4 release for this? No, but I'd probably buy it. <laughs> Honestly, because I like I, I like to the look idea. into this, man. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to play it if it's going to release on PS4. Yeah, we'll that's we'll, weird. Uh, PS4. we'll play it together on that once it comes out. This is strange. I'm I'm trying. Sorry for the silence, but I'm trying to I'll figure out exactly player. why I, that is. Listed I haven't heard there. anything about it, but I don't know. I'd play it. I on haven't there. either. Um, oh, oh yeah, it says PlayStation 4 to be uh, TBA. Hmm. Cool. Um, Interesting. Also, we have an interview coming at the end, for those of you who don't know, and I'm going to spoil a little bit of it. I said at the end that the day of the interview, I would beat Ali Ali, and I did in that day. You did. I got the 50 spins, and uh, I mean, there's a level where you need to do 50 spins and finish, and Thomas's trip, uh, tip of using the D-pad instead of the joystick actually helped. And uh, it only took me, like, 30 or 40 tries. <laughs> only. <laughs> yeah, only. In that game, it isn't only. It's like a Hotline Miami type of only. But, yeah. yeah. So, Rad Mode, and he was also right about this, is fucked, and it is so hard. Like, I've 
put about two hours into rad mode already, and I am on the third level of the first area. You maybe you can explain this to me. Are there trophies attached to rad mode? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, like um, it's not one of the ones that has a platinum. It's not big enough, I guess. Yeah, it has a gold trophy, and instead of being like other games that aren't big enough for a platinum, where you if you get all the trophies, you get a gold trophy. And this one, the gold trophy is just beat rad mode. So. I'm basically going for every trophy except the get all the tricks one because I am at a complete loss at how to do that still. And I'm just going to wait till they update it with a proper tutorial on how to do that. But basically rad mode, you have to land every grind and every trick perfectly. And In towards the, yeah. the end of the game, you can grind through the entire level. So it's yeah. not that hard. But at the beginning of the game, there will be like a curb and then like four sets of stairs so you're doing ollies and then you have to press x as soon as you land to get a perfect landing and that's what makes it it like flips the game around difficulty wise okay it's crazy yeah Yeah, so uh, the interview with tom who is the director over at roll seven um will be we'll we'll insert it towards the end of the podcast but it was really fun it was great talking to the guy yeah guy is amazing but yeah Mm -hmm. ollie ollie if i don't think we said it in the podcast enough so if you haven't bought it yet just buy it because it's one of the best vita games (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I can't get enough of it. So that's cool. also what I'm playing. I'm playing Metro, and I'm playing Ollie Ollie. One day, I swear, guys, I will get back to these new consoles. Yeah, <laughs> I, I played my PS4 yesterday. I played Assassin's Creed. I was trying to get the... I have two more trophies in Assassin's Creed, and I need the multiplayer level 55 and the all-rounder one. And I only have to use one more ability for the all-rounder, which is the shittiest trophy ever. And I'm at level 51, but without a double XP weekend, there's no point in playing because you get so little progress without that. On the multiplayer? Yeah. Like, I was at level 50, like, right on the nose yesterday. I played for, like, three hours, and I got to, like, 51 and a half. And I was just like, yeah, (laughs) I'll come back to this. Mm. So, one last thing before we get into the news. My Xbox, speaking of the the new consoles... My Xbox One decided to completely stop listening to voice <laughs> commands altogether. Yeah, you should call Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> so check this out. It still turns on when I say Xbox on. Okay. It still turns everything on, and it still recognizes me when I sit down. It signs me in still. But okay. every other voice feature does not work. I've gone in, I've tri- and I did move it. I have a new shelf now, so it's moved under the TV because I moved the TV above the fireplace and put a shelf, blah, blah, blah. So I recalibrated it, went through all the menus again, made sure everything was working. It hears me in the checks, but then as soon as I, you know, exit out of all that and I talk to it, nothing. Even Xbox. I say Xbox, nothing. Xbox, nothing. It doesn't hear me at all. I kind of had, I have that issue every once in a while, and I think it has to do with the volume of my TV. Like, it can't hear me over the TV if the TV's going. I've heard that too. Yeah, and yeah. I well, at this point, close to the TV. I don't know if you moved yours closer. Than mine what is it close was to the surround speaker, to the center channel. Yeah, but I'm I'm speaking to it when it's in the menu and there's no audio. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it literally doesn't listen to me anymore. So I don't know. We'll have to do like a weekly update on what the fuck is going on with my Xbox because well, <laughs> it just plain doesn't work anymore. Mine well, that, mine has issues now. Uh, I was running the the HDMI pass through. I was doing the cable box through the xbox to the tv and 
that just it started pausing like randomly and i thought my cable box was crapping out because we'd be watching something like live tv not even dvr it would pause and then it would just jump it would like catch back up and then it would pause and then it would say uh cannot find signal and then it would just jump back in so i thought it was a cable box i i did some uh, process of elimination and i actually just plugged the cable box straight into the tv and it's fine hmm. so i think the actual hdmi port for the pass through is is jacked because if i'm watching netflix through my uh, xbox one it's fine if i'm playing games it's fine if i'm doing anything other than that pass through it's fine and that kind of sucks yeah that's that's crazy box problems jimmy don't buy one <laughs> i'm well okay i heard a rumor that they're going to announce forza horizon 2 and that is the game that made me buy an xbox 360 after i initially sold my original so because so, like the first the last forza that came out a month ago wasn't good enough or no well, the reason i like forza horizon 2 is it because it takes the like really hardcore sim mechanics of forza and puts them into like an open world story based racing game hmm. along the lines of like need for speed or something and i really like that game a lot and it's awesome i think i have like over 100 hours in it just cuz that was like that was the game where that's one of those games where if I was just having a bad day or whatever, I can just hop in and drive around the map because the map is so big and so awesome that it was just fun to just play the game. Sounds like GTA. But, GTA. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it actually <laughs> feels like a lot like that when you just drive around in GTA Five. But yeah, if they announce Forza Horizon 2, I think it'll be all over and I'll have to get one. Now let me ask you something about, about Forza, the history. Um, because my buddy's a huge Forza player and he plays on his Xbox. Do they ever bring those to PC? No, but I wish they would because there's no, like, real equivalent to GT and uh, Gran Turismo and Forza on PC. Okay, right be- because his concern, he like, he doesn't want to buy an Xbox One. He's like, dude, I only play, like, Forza, really. And he has all these all this money invested in, in all these kick-ass fucking driving wheels and pedals and shit. Jeez. But they won't, they won't work on the Xbox One, and he doesn't want right. to do all that again. Yeah. And if they had him on the PC, as we know, all this shit's just backwards compatible. You know, it just works. Well, with new games. Let me you know. let me tell you my Forza experience. What was the one that launched with the 360? Two. I think two. Yeah. Two or three. I think it was. Two. So whichever one it was that launched with the 360, I okay. had this grand idea that the only racing game I've ever been into was uh, GT Two. Okay. I don't know why. It's up, for some reason it spoke to me, and I'm not into racing sims unless it's like a Burnout, which isn't a racing sim. So yeah, that's arcadey. The three sixty launches, I'm thinking, I'm gonna really get into this this Forza. I go out, I spend all that <laughs> money on the wireless Microsoft Aww. reel. I'm like, this is gonna be great, it's got force feedback. I got it home, hooked it all up. Fuck that noise, man. Like <laughs> it was the furthest thing from anything that I would have been interested oh, in. Within three days I sold the game and the wheel on Craigslist. <laughs> Never looked back on that wow. series ever again. You had a yeah. cruise in USA uh, arcade cabinet, didn't you? Uh, I did. Right now, I have a Rush twenty forty seven. Right, cool. a sit down Rush twenty forty seven. Yeah, I like so I can't see it comparing to that as far as the the driving wheel. It's experience. just not, man. Like yeah. I've put so much time into my Rush arcade that you know it tra- The Rush arcade tracks you, and you know it. it I, I just I'm an arcade racer guy, and I I thought at this point, yeah, I'm gonna get into these Sims because I liked, you know, GT. No. I sold that shit right away. Um, I went Lost to an arcade money. over the summer, and they had one of those NASCAR ones, 
that are like four oh, different chairs and everyone one. can play. Yeah, it was sweet. And I never thought until just then. I only drive stick shift cars. I don't know if you guys know why. But ever my first car is a stick and every car I've had since then was a stick. I've never thought to try those arcade games in like manual mode and it completely made it amazing for me. Oh, it changes the game completely. I will yeah. not play my Rush arcade. It's like it's I'm barely not even manual. it's like almost not even fun to play those kind of games in nope. automatic mode because you're just steering and hitting the gas. But like, and it's also it gets it makes your car a lot faster. Oh yeah, yeah. well it, it makes it more down. maneuverable, yeah. more yeah. fun. Yeah. And I played um Gran Turismo Six. I played uh, before it came out, and uh, they had a whole arcade cabinet set up just like those for Gran Turismo, and it felt like I was driving a real car, and it was kind of surreal. And I was like, why did I pre-order a PS4 for a second? Because that's a PS3 game. Just so weird. <laughs> well, yeah. that leads us into our next section. Yeah, I mean, the which... Xbox story does because there's two new, there's two new Xbox same, updates same with the Same with the PS4. So yeah. we're going to start a new a new section in, in, our, in the show, and it's going to be called... And now it's time for the Champagne Campaign. So that being said, let's start the news. Okay. The champagne campaign. All right. Well, what's, it, we'll what's in the news today, Jimmy? We'll start with the Xbox stuff because this is one of my, this is the biggest story I've written on IGN so far. Um, there's two new Xbox One updates coming, and the first one will be out on February 11th, which I think is this Tuesday. And basically, what that one does is. <laughs> Does it, it fix my fucking HDMI pass-through? <laughs> yeah, it's basically just an overall behind-the-scenes. There's a ton of updates <laughs> that they're not listing, but, like, you know, it's just basically fixing backdoor stuff that oh. developers have had problems with. And it adds the battery life meter on the console, which is, like, they're so excited about that. But it's like, why isn't that out day one? That's one Dude, of those things. Yeah, that should have been that should have been there. That's yeah, one of the things like, I check, like, as soon as I grab my controller and another thing is now you have the ability to see what's on your hard drive and organize it it's like oh really cool um we're giving you back the ability to do what you used to be able to do yeah and you can use usb keyboards which is like for what 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 games maybe elder scrolls online in april um and then the second update which arrives on march 4th the day after my birthday um Uh, that one is to prepare the console for Titanfall, and what it does is it fixes the party system, which <laughs> is like, okay, should have been working another thing, I feel. Um, yeah, right. Fixes a lot of multiplayer backend stuff, which is great. So it's good that Titanfall is big enough to Microsoft that it's pushing them to fix these features faster. Right. Because uh, obviously a lot of people have been complaining about, you know, not being able to see battery life, storage management, and uh, the party system. So, basically, they're making the stuff that was great on Xbox 360 great on Xbox One. They're, like, bringing it back to where it was good. So, So yeah. They should have never fucked up to begin with. So, (laughs) if those don't... If the first update doesn't help your Xbox, Chris, I would just call Microsoft on that one. Yeah. Dude, uh, I don't want to go through that whole process, man. I had to do it three times in the last last, uh, iteration. Uh, Surprisingly... I had to call PayPal today because someone hacked my account and put a recurring oh. charge on it. Oh, someone from Hong even? Kong. Yeah, it's that's, like not it's a legit bald. company too, which is just the weirder thing. But um it's a company out of Hong Kong and 
I called PayPal and I had to wait 12 seconds and I was talking to a person who was American and that was kind of cool and the only bad thing was I had to wait three days to get money back that they took out of my bank account but that sucks. other than that that was weird them and Amazon I've never had issues with Sony is long as fuck man it is insane I hate my brother-in-law has horror stories about when when he bought his PS4 he me and him bought him a launch day together when he bought his PS4 he bought a hard copy of Assassin's Creed 4 and for whatever reason, when he logged into <laughs> the PlayStation Network for the first time, they thought some something accidentally happened where he ended up with a purchased copy digitally of the same game. Huh. So he calls them and, you know, tells them, like, you know, I, I didn't buy this. this, And still to this day, he's never gotten uh, a refund for – he's never even downloaded the game. Did they tell him he was going to get one? Yeah. Oh, that's shitty. And he keeps calling, keeps calling, and then just nothing happens. So <laughs> yeah. he got two copies. I, I never honestly had a good experience calling Sony. Uh, they seem to I've charge for everything. never had a good experience calling either of them. Yeah, no, I Microsoft, we used to watch YouTube, like, prank calls to Microsoft, and those were the <laughs> I best. I have one. They're so funny. Microsoft fact, will, like, uh, stay on the line with you forever. Once you're online with Microsoft, they stay on the line, but Sony will boot you off as fast yeah. as possible yeah. but um yeah so that uh, those xbox updates are a pretty big deal um and then there's a sony update as well for ps4 yeah uh, the software update 1.6 launched and what that did was it added finally support for the pulse elite headsets which are they sell sold really well they came out about a year ago i think a little over a year they're uh, 7.1 surround sound Sony wireless headphones that have a you know, mic and everything for PS3. And what Sony did is they updated the software so that you can use it, just plug it in, the USB dongle, and then all that jazz. And they added a new app that's free, and it lets you download specific audio drivers for specific games. So, like, the first game that's going to do it is Infamous. And... Hmm. <laughs> they also released a new he- they're releasing a new headset called the Gold Wireless Headset, which is kind of a pretty generic name. And uh yeah. it's going to be 99 bucks and it's basically identical to the Pulse Elites except it's $40 cheaper and it's a little bit uglier in my opinion. But um yeah, they both come with uh 30 3.5 millimeter audio cables that'll let you use them with your iPhone and stuff. And they have 8 hours of battery life. So, but yeah, that that companion oh. app sounds really cool. If what any other developer will use it, it's like lets you download the specific audio profiles for games. So, oh okay, that's kind of I don't cool. know if I know like Infamous is the first game that's going to be using it. Infamous what? Second Son. I'm confused. What what would you use it for? Like, what does it use for? Explain it's it like it's it downloads vi- like this for the headsets. Those two headsets, the Gold and the Pulse Elites. Oh, it's it for lets the you download an audio profile for the PS4. That's specifically made to work perfectly with the headsets. Okay, okay. Like volume wise and everything. Right. So, well, I guess. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. save this for the end, towards, closer towards the end of the show. But, I mean, we may as well talk about it now. Yeah. I'm looking at headsets. I don't want right. to. I want to buy a, a gaming headset. Okay. These two headsets are fairly identical. Then. Yeah, they're they're pretty much identical. Um. Sound quality wise and everything, they're both seven point one surround sound, all that, and they both work 
with PS4 and PC natively wirelessly, and they both come with the audio cable, so you can use them with like iPhone and Vita and everything. So now are they the same company making them? Yeah, they're both they're both both Sony. Sony, They're both PlayStation branded and everything. Yeah, but here's here's a dumb question: Does it work with my Xbox? You know, I was I was thinking about that. I doubt it because uh, the X, uh, as far as I'm aware, the Xbox still doesn't support headsets that just plug into the USB port. You know, right? But it's so arcane. If now if you just X, bought one, right? I bought Pulse Elites because I I like the way they look better than the new ones, and they're both pretty much identical in terms of sound and everything. So. Okay, so answer me this, having just bought the, those those headsets. I know you probably haven't had time to use them yet, but yeah. why did you buy, I mean, aside from the obvious price, why? what what made you buy the Pulse Elites versus, like, a pair of $300 Turtle Beach headphones? Uh, I have a pair of Turtle Beach X11s right now, and they cost about the same as what I paid for the Pulse Elites, and I'm just not really impressed with the build quality or really the sound quality. Like, they have a bass booster and everything but all that does is just obviously blow out the sound and they don't i would never use the turtle beaches as headphones but um with sony heads headphones in any capacity i've never had a bad experience like i've always gotten more i felt like i've always gotten more than what i pay for with them like i have the cheap 20 dollar uh vita like earbuds and those like have blown a lot of the stuff i've had out of the water somehow Hmm. so I just trust Sony to create good hardware. Right. Really. Which they do. I just, I'm, I'm kind of in this position of, I go to Best Buy or I go to Fry's or I look online yeah. and you've got so many different brands of headsets and they range from, I mean, some of them are four or $500 for a headset. Yeah. And then I see these, these Sony pulses that now you can buy for under a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just trying to think in my head, like the fuck am I going to get over these Sony elites that I could get with like a turtle beach or whatever. I would honestly probably go with either the new gold ones or the pulse just because you said like you're going to pretty much do third party games and stuff on PS4. So Mm -hmm. why not get a headset that's made to work well with PS4, I guess. Yeah. And it'll work with the PC too. So, and I've used them a little bit and they sound really good, but I maybe next week I can give a like, little i'll just talk about my experience with them or something yeah that'd be great yeah and i mean you know at this point why not just full-on blow out my shorts with shit by fucking wearing headsets (laughs) while i'm playing outlast oh yeah dude oh my god that's what i did i played outlast on pc and uh i had the there's this cool program that i use called razor surround and it's something that razor the like peripheral company made and it turns any stereo headset into a surround sound headset Right, and I've got it's, that little yeah, it's thing free, too. and I used that, and I played Outlast back in October when it came out, and oh my god, dude, that was like, that yeah, was the so most terrifying game. I, I, I did forget when we talked at the, at the top of the show about what we played. That was actually one game. I only spent about an hour with it because okay. <laughs> I had to clean up my couch after I was done playing for that hour. Um, but yeah, I did. I did play some. I thought it was. It's raining hella hard in California, or up, or up in Sacramento at least. It's raining oh, hella yeah, hard. Okay. I'm going to shut all the lights out. It was like 11 o'clock. I'm like, I'm just, people are talking about how scary this game is. I'm just really going to get into it. So I yeah. shut all the lights out. I sit in front of the TV screen and fuck that. I'm it's cold. so scary, like, isn't I, it? That's... It's, it's genuinely <laughs> frightening. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm not. I love horror movies. I loved to be scared. I love you know, but eh, I don't know. You were trying to get me to play that night, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's free for everyone who doesn't know. If you have a PS4 and PS Plus, which you yes. know, everyone has, go one download it yeah, now. It's free. It's awesome. Um, my my thing I've been telling everyone is play it in one sitting if you can. Like I started it at eleven at night the Aww. day before an eight thirty class, and I was like, I'll play an hour and see how it is. And sorry, excuse me. And I ended up playing. All night. It took me six hours to beat it, but it's it's so it's so the progression is so great in that game that like you feel like you're exploring a building and not a video game level, and it's really cool to just go through it all in one sitting. Yeah, I I literally made my mouth made noises that <laughs> yeah. my brain didn't didn't tell it to make. It was just making noises. Like you have no defense, and that's. No. That's the scariest you run. part. You run away. Yeah, and like that's your defense. Oh, the AI is so good. Like if you hide in lockers and there's like five or six lined up and you die somehow, the next time if you hide in the same locker, the guy's not going to look in the same lockers. Like they'll switch it up. So you can't exploit the AI in any way when you're hiding. So, uh, oh man, that game is great. Now I want to play yeah. it again. There's an expansion coming out though. Like yeah, that's what I read. That's like actually kind of why I don't like ever want to use headphones because you're just immersed completely you have no idea what's going on in the real world oh, especially you're, you're with there, surround dude. sound yeah oh and you're like my look- first headphone oh, experience was with uh uh oh, fuck now i'm drawing a blank the ea game dead uh dead rise uh, dead space dead space. dead space yeah yeah i played the first dead space with Oh, that's a creepy and, fucking game too dude yeah. it was so good that was such an yeah. experience yeah. that was a great game that's one of the most terrifying games as well. But I'd say Outlast <laughs> is actually scarier than that. Oh, Outlast is way more psychological than Dead Space. Yeah. and um, Far more. It's crazy with surround sound. When There's parts where you'll have to, like, fuck with a generator and, you know, like, literally go through all the steps of turning on a generator in a small, like, cutscene. And That's if you have surround right sound, now. you hear these guys coming behind uh, you. And you're like, and then you, like, stop the generator, turn around, nothing's there. And you're like... Oh, man, you go back to it, you have to start all over. Oh, man, I, I might replay that game now that I've been talking yeah. about it. Well, hell, it's on. It's free on Plus, yeah. so you might as well get the trophies for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, never, I haven't looked into those. I'm sure there's, they're I probably not that hard. There's no, probably, like, well, collectibles. There's a whole slew of, of secret trophies or hidden trophies, yeah, which, which is I'm like, assuming is that game progression. Beat this chapter. Right. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a few other ones where it's like, you know, find all the notes. and Yeah. Okay, cool. Completionist trophy. And those are all online, so yeah. cool. I'll so sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt your news. What else, what else is the news? Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine, man. Um, Flappy Bird got taken down today because the guy, Dong Nugent, I read this last night. This is he's so been nuts. getting just so much abuse that he just couldn't handle it, I guess. He wouldn't... It wasn't because he ripped assets from Super Mario, allegedly, but uh, he says, I'm sorry, Flappy Bird users. 22 hours from now, this is yesterday, I will take Flappy Bird down. I cannot take this anymore. And as of now, he has 128,000 retweets on that. And what was his deal? Like, what's what's his reason? I, I, I guess a lot of shit for how yeah. shitty the game is. Uh, he's making $50,000 a day. In well, people love that on, shit, so. though. Yeah. yeah. Well, people love to hate it. That's the problem. See? No. So, like, but he's not sister... quitting game making. What the no, hell? That's just what he leave says. That shit up. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah, make I said what I would do is just make another Twitter that's only for friends, and then just never use the like Dong Yugen Twitter. You know, just yeah. ignore it. 
I mean, other yep. devs get hate all the time. And it kind of sucks that he got... <laughs> even though his game is pretty bad. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Uh, kind of sucks <laughs> I that, hate that game. people abused him into taking it down, I guess. Yeah, My wife it, loves that's, it. That's such a crazy story. It's so weird because this is the kind of thing that, you know, growing up in, in our generation, you didn't see this because, like, the the face of the games that were being created wasn't, like, a person. It was, like, a company. So, you yeah. know, like, games were created by Activision and EA. And and now it's, like, you have all these indie games, and it's almost like being a musician or a director or a film totally. actor where there is a face to these games now. And so... And it's totally you know, accessible. Oh, it's so accessible. And there's so much public pressure on people like, you know... Don like this guy. Yeah, that... Dongatory on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so tweet him. I haven't looked though. Is it, is it up? Do you know if it's still up? I don't know. I have it on my phone just like, just in case I ever need to play. What I was this is funny. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and I was like, "What if like twenty years from now, an iPhone with Flappy Bird on it will be like super valuable because <laughs> of the controversy it created? You know, like so how Super Mario Bros. The OG one, like." How that's kind of rare, valuable now, I guess. Like having the cartridge, we can't have cartridges of these iPhone games. So, like, is having an iPhone with the game on it going to be like having a rare game? You know, I'm looking right now, and Flappy Bird is no longer available. Oh, rough. I, I honestly, at first when I read it last night, thought it was a publicity stunt. Yeah, me too. And then I read the story, and I was like, wow, this guy's life sucks. Dude, yeah. like he thinks it's gonna get better on Twitter he said after it ruined taking it his down. Life. Yeah, yeah. He literally, that, yeah, that are, those are his words. It ruined his life. What? A f- <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's insane. I kind of feel bad for him. I don't know. What I, I feel bad, but his yeah, next game will probably be Flappy Penguin or something, and then it'll be identical, and he'll make just as much money. Yeah. So yeah, I don't he's know. he's gonna continue to make games though. Like he's not gonna. This is going to live with him in infamy forever. You know? Yeah, and he's also rich now. He made $50,000 a day for, like, what, a couple weeks? So Yeah. That's uh, a little bit of cash. Yeah, he'll be all right. <laughs> Just a little. Especially living in Vietnam. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, uh, we don't have to talk too much about that. Uh, the next yeah. news story is that <laughs> Rust has finally removed its zombies because it doesn't want to be a zombie survival game. They're gone. They're gone. I have confirmed that they are no longer you, in the game. Maybe so you can answer me this. Survival game. Why why the fuck were they in there to begin with? Yeah, I don't know. I don't see I got into Rust late and I never followed it because I'm kind of not so into early access games, uh, depending on the developer. So I just yeah, kind of ignored it. And I guess that they were just in there to as a substitute for something to drop better loot. And right now, instead of zombies, you will see red bears and red wolves and they are a bitch because he also gary the guy who made it also took out the part where you could just run backwards and not get hit by animals that's gone so you can't really oh, nice. escape animals other than sprinting away from them oh, and that the, sounds fantastic. the new like ones are relentless if you yeah. get a new one on you and you're alone it's like sorry <laughs> may as so, well just let it kill you are is there still radiated uh, pockets in the game, though? Yeah, yeah. There's rad towns and everything. And uh, all that's still there. It's just basically, it's still the same game, I would, I would say, except it's there's no more zombies that die in one hit. There's bears that take four arrows and wolves that take I, three. 
I had read somewhere that Gary, the creator of the game, he created this game because he was tired of waiting for the standalone to World War Z. Or Daisy. Or I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. not World War Z, not you, Brad Pitt, Daisy. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was he was tired of uh, waiting for Daisy, and so he decided to kind of create this in its place. And it makes total sense that it had zombies in it to begin with, and now okay. that it's actually become something, he wants to kind of you know extract his vision over maybe just making a clone because that's kind of what it seemed like. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, they're also redu- trying to reduce cheating now, which is, like, thank the fucking Lord, because... Maybe they'll reduce <laughs> assholes, too? Oh, uh, yeah, Ooh, man. Like, KO- assholes. Uh, <laughs> KOSing and cheating are, like, the two worst things. Like What, what is that, KOSing? Uh, killing on sight. Where oh, it's just, yeah. like, you'll be running around naked, you just get a hatchet, and then some dude runs up and ices you with a M4, and you're just like, cool, man. Did that need to happen? Yeah, I'm going to need to step up my, my PC lingo here pretty soon. Yeah, our policy yep. at, in my server, at our house that we built, is if you come near our house, no matter what you have, we'll tell you, okay, dog, we're not going to kill you, but you leave here and you never come back. We've written <laughs> down your, your mouth name. on this curb. And if I see you again, you're dead. And that's just, no one's really fucked with us with that policy. One guy, like, came to our door and was like, guys, I just need some food. And we were like, leave. We're not, we don't have any. You got people coming to your door begging for food? Basically, (laughs) we had a guy come to the door. So then he wouldn't leave, so we went on the roof and we jumped down behind him and killed him. We were like, sorry, bro, we told you. We don't have food. You got to leave. Now you're going to be our new lamp. Yeah, and so he's gone. That's awesome. Yeah, there's 100 people on our server and we've kind of become infamous. Like, people will be like, oh, I'm going to Hacker Valley, which is a thing that Mitch told us about two episodes ago. And uh, people be like, yo, stay away from uh, these guys' house. They don't fuck around. And we're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad they took out the zombies, though. Because yeah, really easy to exploit the zombies because they die in one arrow. And the bears and the wolves take quite a few more. So I've seen a like huge reduction in people who will go out looking for uh, animals or, or zombies. So, yeah. yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I never got as far as to actually build a bow and arrow. So, <laughs> so I mean, it'll be easier now since there's yeah. animals. Um, but yeah, that's that's the news. I there's one little piece of news that like kind of slipped through the headlines that I want to talk about. Okay. Amazon acquired the developer oh, yeah. Double Helix. Double Helix. They made a killer instinct. What the fuck is that all about? Hmm. I don't know. Is and... Amazon getting into game development? Yeah, I heard they were making an Android console, but like I heard they're making an Android console too. So that's what, my question. What are they doing uh, with these big time devs? I mean, Double Helix is hot off the heels of, like you just said, they they did Killer Instinct for uh, for Microsoft. Their only good game they've ever made. I know, right? <laughs> I looked else at their history made? and I was very surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I looked at their history too. They're kind of a crapshoot. But it's kind of interesting that Amazon. I you know, there's not really much to talk about it, but mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah, I don't know what Amazon plans on doing with them. Well, they made that Zombieland TV show and did not do well, so we'll see what they do with games. Oh, that actually that actually was a thing. Yeah, they did the first episode, and people didn't like it because they had none of the same actors playing the characters from the movie. And it was the creators of the movie, though. Well, that's I had no idea normal, that actually though. came I mean, out. Whenever you mm-hmm. do a TV adaptation, it's always going to be a different actor. Yeah, they had a, a few pilots come out. 
Like Buffy, yeah. remember? Well, I think it's pilot season right now on Amazon Prime, isn't it? I yeah, just voted yeah. for a whole bunch of shit I wanted to actually see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's interesting, yeah. though. I'll be really interested to see where they go with that, what they plan on doing with it. All right, guys, I pulled up the Double Helix roster. and uh, Oh, here we go. What Silent is Hill Homecoming, which is probably their second best game. Yeah, that game was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Um, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. That was Probably a game? Too. Yeah, Front Mission Evolved, which is a Square Enix game, I think. And uh, they made the Green Lantern game. Uh, they made the game for the Battleship movie. <laughs> and, uh, Killer Instinct they made, which is arguably their best game. And uh, now they're making they're remaking Strider, but it's not a That's remake. That's right. That's right. It's not a remake. Strider. I'm it's actually like a, looking forward to that. I hope they don't re-imagine. mess it up, though, because yeah. due to their track record. Well, that comes out soon, so you don't yeah. have that long to wait to be disappointed, potentially. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, I don't know what Amazon... I wonder... I didn't see how much Amazon paid for that, but... Five dollars? We'll yeah. Given, <laughs> like, given uh, that... Like Rock Band and Harmonics. Like MTV <laughs> yeah, right. sold them for, like, a quarter or something. Given their track record, maybe they're going to make a uh, a Zombieland TV show, The Game. <laughs> that would be cool. Shit. <laughs> I'd wow, play it even wow. if it was bad just to fuck around with it. But, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the news, I guess. That is. It's kind of a big week, campaign. actually. We've had a slow news the past few. Yeah. But we got some releases coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy thirteen three, It's coming out. Um, there's a bunch. <clears throat> Holy nut. Yeah. Lots of games. Uh, Holy nut. <laughs> <laughs> Holy nut. Um, we also have Dark Souls 2 coming the beginning of next month. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that on P- Yeah, that's on PC. I'm going to get that. Yep. So Dark Souls 2. Uh, two, and well, then... Um, why would you... Why, why PC over, over... I don't have console? a PS3 anymore, so... Oh, it's so only on PS... It's not on PS4? No. Oh. Nope. <laughs> Bummer, right? Yeah. 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 You'd think it would be. Um Uh I'm on I'm on the the drop for this week. So this is gonna be PlayStation, but um Dagnon Ropa Trigger Happy Havoc for Vita comes out. IGN's Colin Moriarty has been talking that game up. Yeah, he has. Um The Last of Us Left Behind comes out on Friday. Holy shit. Uh Tukadin, the Age of Demons for Vita. That's apparently a really good game. It's like a Monster Hunter clone. TXK, which is a spiritual successor to Tempest. I think it's made by the guy who made Tempest, too, which is hmm. kind of nuts. That's for Vita. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. but so, that's quite a few games. And we have no Xbox titles to speak of. <laughs> Just Titanfall look like in it. March. Yeah, Titanfall, yeah, Titanfall next soon. month. Which I mean, which I will play on PC. If if they're well, banking on that, you, that might be a good one to bank on. So. Are you you're gonna play that on PC? I heard that um, the PC and 360 versions are made by a different dev, or oh, not I dev, thought, but a different team. I thought that the uh, no the PC and PC and one Xbox was one versions are made by uh, Respawn. Oh, okay. The, yeah. the 360 one is made by. Um, uh, they just announced this. They finally uncovered who it was, and I can't remember. People who made a lot of good ports. Yeah, they've, they've ported a few games here and there. Hmm. That doesn't matter. I'm not going to get it. Not you're not going to get it on the Xbox One? Not on 360. 
Well, are you going to get the Xbox One? Yeah, I think I'm going to get there. Because okay. I won't have my machine built yet. Yeah, it's it's easy to run on PC. From They released the specs this week, and it looks like it's fairly easy to run. Hmm. So, so yeah. speaking of PC, Anthony. Yes. You've been doing a lot of research. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty deep in uh, my parts specking this week. Uh, I have a few different wish lists already on Newegg. Um, I don't know, man. I think I, I've been heavily looking at like a mini ITX. It's the small form factor. It's like smaller than a micro well, ATX. Let's, let's, let's ask this question first. Okay. How, how much are you going to spend? How much do you want to spend? Well, I'm going to stay. What is your cap? Well, I don't know, man. I want to stay under a grand. Under 800 would be nice. Alright. Um, but I kind of, I already have a pretty beefy video card that I keep in my tower for like video editing and, and graphics work and stuff. Yeah. So I'm thinking about throwing that in the game system and justifying a new purchase for my, my media editing <laughs> uh, PC. So that's going to be a beefy card. If I go that route, it won't be under a grand. Hmm. But if I just buy parts strictly for the machine, I, I think I could get away with about 700 bucks for for a pretty significant uh, machine, a pretty kick-ass machine. Now, Jimmy, you have a gaming PC. Yes, I do. What what do you think you put into it, uh, money-wise? Well, it's about... Uh, well, this is a funny story. I traded a Galaxy Tab for it. What? Which the guy a got Galaxy for. Tab? Yeah. Uh, Galaxy the tab hell were you doing with a Galaxy Tab? <laughs> It was trading it for a PC. So, um, yeah, I traded on Craigslist and Broder King. I added up all the parts. It's about a four hundred and fifty dollar build. Uh, I have like a GTX four sixty SE from EVGA, and uh, you know like eight gigs of RAM, um, an AMD Phenom Black Edition eight core processor. You know, just it's pretty midline, but I've had no problem running really anything at high at acceptable frame rates. So mm-hmm. nice. it's kicking. It's still going. I need to replace hmm. some stuff soon, like this summer I think I will, but as of now, like Titanfall is going to be my benchmark, I think, for it. Hmm. Yeah, so I, we'll I, I think I can get, you can get away with some pretty modest um, parts. I mean, the, the one you yeah. really need to dump your money into is the video card. Right. And so, anything that uh, my PC can't run has just worked out to be games I would never play on PC, like anything from Ubisoft. Right. I would never play on PC just because they're known to make bad ports. Well, that, that raises the next question then. And we've talked about this on a personal level, but I don't think we've ever addressed this on the show. Anthony, you're talking about building a PC and using it as your everyday gaming machine and only using the Xbox One and the PS4 for exclusives, correct? That was a thought. <laughs> I've, I've been um, going back and forth on that thought. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. It's just the benefit of... Having everything, well, not everything, but you got a, a large uh, backwards compatibility list, and you've also got those crazy Steam sales that happen all the fucking time. And that makes a compelling argument. We talked about this. Me and you did talked about this on on last week's episode. Steam is the compelling argument here, right? And it's, it's not, not necessarily yeah. the PC itself. It's right. it's how Steam runs and the amount of sales that they have. Yeah. It just, it's very compelling. It bring it, it, it just pulls you. It's got this magnetic pull. Yeah, and you know? and since actually hooking up my 360 controller, like I'm sold on on the actual control, dude. It's it's pretty slick. Yeah. 
Well, so let's uh, let's move into this interview that we had here with uh, with Roll Seven. Me and Jimmy did. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy is going to uh, part ways with us. We'll uh, for for the episode. We'll do this interview, and we'll be back right after the interview with some emails. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, this interview is really fun, so I hope everyone likes it. Tom is yeah. just, you know, I'm not, there's a lot of studios. I don't know what it is about these UK indie PlayStation devs, but Roll7, Future Lab, Double Eleven, and uh, Curve all have just really down-to-earth, amazing people working there. And this interview proves one of them at least. Yeah, he 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 was an incredible dude. Such a good sport on the interview, and yeah. uh, such a pleasure to, to speak with. And he dropped some new info on what they're working on. Kind of like he said, we can expect some things soon. So listen to yeah, that interview so, if you want to know. So what li- listen to this on. interview. It was really good. It was fun. I had a blast. Yeah. So uh, well, all right. Coming up after the interview, emails, and Jimmy, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. See you guys next week. All right, dude. Hey everyone, welcome to a special interview with a, with a special guest. We got Tom here from uh, Roll7, uh, the the guys who just put out Ollie Ollie for the PlayStation Vita. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, huh? thank you. Thanks for having us Great. on. It's good to meet you guys. Yeah, abs- well, we're me and Jimmy here are absolutely obsessed with the game. <laughs> That's good to hear, I like that. Any <laughs> Any particular challenges you're stuck on or anything at the moment or... Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> one challenge, one challenge, fifty spins, can't do it. Jim, Jimmy's got one challenge left. I still have a little ways to go. I'm being real obsessive with not moving on until I five star every level. Okay, right, you're working through it. Like, so you're unlocking the pros, the pro yes. levels, then doing that right. Okay, fair enough. That's what I did. I would do all five amateur levels and then do the five pros and then go on to the next area. Yes, that's what I'm doing, and. I take that back. I did skip one, Ooh. and it was the no grind one. <laughs> the hard one. Import, yeah. The no grind one. I got to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, that, so, that's Tom, the one we apologize. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's. I've I've I sat for about forty five minutes the other day, just like obsessively <laughs> trying to complete that over and over and over. It's finally, I thought, all right, I better take a break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, tell us. If you if you don't mind, maybe tell us a little bit about uh, Roll Seven, where, you know, when you guys started, how long you've been around. Sure, sure. Okay, so um, we've actually been going since about mid two thousand and eight, so five six years now. But we didn't really kind of enter the world of creating our own games till quite recently. So we actually started out as I suppose a, a gun for hire, and we were doing actually building games for other people. Uh, whether it be for part of a marketing project or a health project. And we kind of for a while specialised in uh, socially responsible games. Uh, so, <laughs> we, yeah, which is uh, slightly bizarre. But we did a couple of anti-knife crime computer games because we are working <laughs> with some youth offenders in London. Um, so trying to kind of, you know, look at alternative ways to kind of how young people are dealing with their issues. Uh, we then did a game for young people who have ADHD, um, which was using uh, a headset called NeuroSky, which can actually read your concentration and relaxation. And oh, wow. so you can actually use that as an input for the game. So we did stuff like it was based on some research by these uh, guys in Australia. 
um, and you know we need to improve concentration so we turned that into a broomstick racing game so you could control it with the arrow keys but then the more you concentrated the faster your broomstick went so just kind of alternative ways of doing that wow that's that's really cool fun actually yes yeah, it was it was good fun and i think it was we, we always like i say we, we wanted to move towards our own rp but we obviously didn't have the money so the the agency side of stuff you know the gun for hire was the idea was that we could build up just a little pot of money that could allow us to develop some prototypes that we could then take okay. on and you know start showing to people and so we we managed to to achieve that in 2012 um, so it was in between projects we'd kind of you know we'd have a month here or a month there and we built a game called Gets the Exit uh, which we actually released on the App Store and Android I think it was July 2012 and um it was um we actually got quite nice reviews we got an 8 out of 10 in edge which we were very pleased about but i think that was about the only review we got um and our marketing left a lot to be desired it was it was a big lesson for us in terms of what we wanted to do and it was a tough game i think similar to ollie ollie it's a tough game and when you put a tough game out in the mobile market you're you're hiding to nothing that's not that's not the place people go to play hardcore games so i think yeah it's strange yeah um and <laughs> the sales reflected that um <laughs> so we actually we made a conscious decision to to move to console and that was kind of really well or sorry console and kind of um the steam market where people are used to those games you know super meat boy being the obvious example um mm -hmm. and in terms of kind of the history of how we got ollie ollie to where it is now <coughs> Excuse me, sorry guys. So the history of um, how we got Ollie Ollie to where it is now, we were at a conference uh, called Develop, which is uh, down in Brighton on the south coast of England. And we were just, we had this prototype with us of Ollie Ollie. It's called Ollie 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 at the time, which became very annoying to say. And there was, <laughs> there was this dude walking around um, and he just looked like a skateboarder. And, you know, we talked to all sorts of people about it. We're like, well, let's just go and show it to this guy. And um, this guy turned out to be James Marsden, uh, the director of Future Lab. <laughs> um, huh. a complete random, awesome. yeah, complete random coincidence. <laughs> um, really nice bloke. And he went. We we showed him Ollie Ollie as it was. It was a mobile. It was a concept demo on mobile. It was never released. We just had it on a test flight account. And okay. he said, "You guys need to go and talk to Sony." Um, and we we're like, "Oh wow, okay, that sounds exciting." Um, <laughs> Didn't know what to think of it, and I think the next day we got back to London, and there was an email in our inbox. Um, some, oh, do you know what? I need to look at the email and remember exactly, but something along the lines of Roll Seven versus Sony fight, and that was it. <laughs> it was to Shahid, you know, the, the main, yeah, the main man of the moment, and we're just like, wow, we've just been introduced to Shahid, um, and they were like, yeah, come and meet us. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so, that's uh, really cool. Thank you to James. So, so I have a question then. Has it always been Roll Seven? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was always cool. So, so the fact that it's Roll Seven and this is a skate game is a complete coincidence. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> That's we, awesome. <laughs> we actually had a um, uh, in my previous life, prior to to what we're doing at the moment, um, I ran an organisation that trained young people in multimedia. Okay. Uh, which is kind of how we got into the socially responsible games. But the, the biggest thing we ever taught was video games design. It was our most popular course. 
because uh, obviously something we we're passionate about and it seemed to strike a chord with a lot of the kids we we're working with um and that company was called rolling sound so mm. at the time the the other organization was still going so we wanted to have some kind of link between the two organizations you know rolling sound was training young people and roll seven at the time was creating socially responsible games for young people um so yeah that was we kind of just wanted a link between the two names so there's no unfortunately no skating link whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> so well, that leads me to my next question then are you guys why i mean this could have been like like we were talking before we started this could have been a hoverboard it could have been a, an endless runner what what made you guys choose to put the character on a skateboard sure sure okay so um i think i think it goes back to our youth uh there's there's three guys who who set roll seven up myself uh john and simon and we uh, i actually grew up with si I've, I've known him for years john we kind of met later on in life but we all skateboarded um i i was the worst by by a country mile <laughs> but i put that down to extreme lankiness um and I know the yeah, yeah okay and um but uh si was very good and john was actually a sponsored skater um oh, wow. yeah so he was about i think 15 16 and he was sponsored by a company called route one clothing or a uk skate brand i've done a few if you know them out in the states but um there's some videos of him somewhere um online doing skating and we, we need to get them up online and show people but i don't know if he's just embarrassed about what his hair was doing at the time um so he he actually had this vision for what is now ollie ollie when it's about 13 14 because you know you go back to that point in time you're talking what mid uh early 90s and you know you're playing pixel games back then mm -hmm. 2d <laughs> side-scrolling pixel games um and that was, I think, back then he had this idea of wanting to have this left-to-right skating game where you do tricks. Um, so it took us about 15 years to, to do anything with that. Um, but we eventually got around to, <laughs> to doing something with it. So skateboarding is very much in uh, the DNA. I know that sounds really cheesy of, of, of who we are, but it's, you know, it's a big passion. And there were some really you know, brilliant moments during the development when you kind of, you have to kind of pinch yourself, you know, realizing that this is actually work. And, you know, John's yeah, in the middle yeah. of the office kind of doing a slow-mo demonstration of how 360 hard flip works. And like, you know, <laughs> with his hands actually manipulating the board as it would spin and the animators kind of watching, taking notes. And you're like, yeah, this is cool. That's so, awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, there was definitely, you know, skateboarding is, Although, like I was saying, it's not necessarily... Obviously, it is a skateboarding game, but there are the themes that we kind of expanded on in terms of the gameplay about the combos, the multipliers, and, and the score attacks. I think skateboarding is the vehicle that we used um, right. to, to do that. Cool. Um, my question yeah. was, uh, where did the... Like, you said that your iOS game was also very difficult where do you guys like where does the desire to make extremely difficult <laughs> games come from <laughs> i um, love it i just want to know era man because yeah. i love games like that and they're kind of coming back like with dark souls and you know like yeah. you mentioned super meat boy and everything yeah 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 i mean it's i suppose it comes from the games we play now you know we're, we're very interested in those i mean you just mentioned dark souls um that's something I've, I've not played a huge amount of it 
mainly because it's so hard, but John <laughs> got massively into that and he was just coming in every day going, oh, I've worked out this new way to kill someone. Um, <laughs> but so dark. Um, but it also, I think, goes back to the games, you know, as we when we were growing up, you know, you kind of look at the the games we were playing in the early, uh, mid-90s. You know, I, I grew up with the Amiga. Um, mm-hmm. And the games were difficult, you know, really difficult. My completion rate must have been so low, and it wasn't for lack of hours. Um, <laughs> it was just those games were seriously, seriously tough. Uh, I was actually chatting with someone about one recently. It was a game called Project X, um, which was a, a 2D scroller left to right, but a spaceship game, like R-Type. Um, yeah. I never completed okay. that. I loved that game. Um, even back to, did you ever stunt car racer? I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah, that was crazy difficult. <laughs> it was. Um, so I think that's, you know, we've always liked that. And then you look at the modern games that we're playing as well. Um, and I think development started probably shortly after Hotline Miami came out. Oh, about okay. two months mm. after. So I think that was playing on our mind as well. And, you know, the kind of challenge in there. Um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, guys. The oh, challenge in the challenge in games like Hotline Miami, where you've got that kind of you're so infuriated, but you know it's your fault, and you go in, yeah, and you do the same thing again. You make the same mistakes, and it's so annoying. But you know it's your fault, and we really yep. wanted to kind of draw that out. And we we found those were the types of games we're playing. So I think that's where the kind of main. Um, desire comes from and i think it was also a reaction against kind of what we were seeing come out on the app store as well um and you know there's there's great games on the app store and i'm not having a go at the app store in any way whatsoever (laughs) but it seemed like there was the games there were kind of you know easy to get into and they almost take you through it step by step and there's some really good games that do that and they almost feel like a tutorial from start to finish um, but we were like, no, we want to create something tough. We want to kind of get you in there, give you a tutorial, and then leave you to it. And that's we made. We wanted to make sure that the first three worlds, so urban, junkyard, and ports, were kind of teaching you, uh, teaching mm-hmm. you new mechanics and just getting you used to control scheme, etc. And then on base and neon, we just we just like, let's give people a tough time. Yeah, in the nicest yes. possible way. <laughs> the, the army base is also. I thought the army base. I don't. Uh, I forgot what's called. It's harder than Neon City, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah you, you're not tough. the only person to say that. I think base five. Uh, yeah, base. Sure. Oh, yes, that killed the base. Me. I found. Yeah, I found the base difficult. Yeah. But, um. One. One thing I talked about this a, a week ago. I think on another podcast was. The thing I loved was I didn't feel like I was getting any better at the game. I was like, man, I suck so bad at this. And then I went back to like to do the the trophy for the getting the spot scores, and I was just flying through levels. And I was like, oh wait, I'm doing all these tricks now. It's right. awesome. It like teaches you without you knowing, which is really <laughs> right. cool. Oh, that's that's that. good to hear. That's really good. To hear. I mean, that was one of our our big challenges was how we how we did teach people how to kind of skill up because there, there seems to be two types of people who are playing this people who actually learn the tricks and are kind of very much yeah. saying I really am, I'm going to get that impossible now um, yep. but then we find there's some people we talk to and they're like well I don't actually know the tricks I'm doing but I like moving the thumbs to in this direction <laughs> or doing it in that direction mm-hmm. and I'll swap between the two um, so yeah people seem to have their own ways of, of developing it but we we tried to kind of you know we got the, the trickionery in there which we, you know, we're very pleased with that little uh, 
play on words um and <laughs> that you know you'll you'll notice some of the challenges are you know do a a kickflip i think one of the earliest ones all the way through to um land a you know 360 backside shove it so we wanted to make sure that people are learning those and if they want to kind of get those in their muscle memory they can do that yeah okay um i had a question so, that someone else asked me for the trophy where you do all the tricks do you have to do them in every stance too or do you yes. just have to like complete it no you, you have to do them in every stance <laughs> this was something we've realized since was wasn't well explained um i think this is something in general that we you know looking back now we need to address there's there's not a huge amount of feedback for you as a player of when you're in switch or fakey or nolly but yes you need to perform those tricks in each of the the different stances okay that makes sense okay (laughs) and makes it a lot harder actually yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) so my my big question is since we're talking about it, the control choice, the choice of control scheme that you guys came up with, I obviously I came from aside from the gap between since since it's been out, but I come from like a long line of playing Tony Hawk and yeah. skate, yeah. And it seems like it it would have been the easy route to with all the players that Tony Hawk had over the years to somewhat kind of adapt the Tony Hawk control scheme with like you know holding X and releasing X for an ollie. Yeah, and you guys went about it, I, and I'm so appreciative for it in a different route where you've kind of more or less created this whole new control scheme for skate games, and the for me the biggest uh, addition to that is nailing the landing yeah. because with Tony Hawk and even with skate and any other skate game, you know, dating all the way back to Skate or Die, um, landing was just something that that just happened you yeah. never had to worry about landing right and now you have to stick your landing or else you literally get no points yeah what uh at what point you know during development was did you guys look at the control options and say like you know we should come up with something really different and... okay <coughs> okay so the the x to land that that was in there from the very beginning so we never it was an odd one. We never set out to go, let's do something totally different from, from Tony Hawk's or Skate. It was, we were de- developing these prototypes at the time and you, John just came in with it one morning and we were like, oh, hang on a minute. And it was, it was cause it was on the touchscreen on the iPhone at the moment. You, you kind of flicked with your left thumb to do the trick mm-hmm. just up okay. and then the right thumb to land it. And it just straight away, just had this really nice flow to it. Like obviously, once you get over that initial kind of almost, you know, it kind of messes with your head at first because it's kind of like oh, it pat- really does. Yeah, <laughs> patting your head, especially and if, your you, if you've played too much Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah. and you know, but this is the thing: it, it wasn't until we started taking it out that we realised what we'd done. And I think I talked to a guy who they specialise in kind of, you know, play testing and stuff like that. And this was kind of we're well into development by this point, and this guy just said to me, he couldn't get it. He literally could not get it. And I was sitting there, I was explaining it to him. It's before we got the tutorial in, before we worked out how to explain it to people. And he was like, the problem is, is you're trying to reteach 15 years of Tony Hawk's muscle memory. <laughs> exactly. And we're like, oh, crap. Oh, that's probably not that good a thing to do. <laughs> but we'd never... No, it's... <laughs> Sorry, go on. That's, that, is, that is the game's 
stroke of genius is that nailing the landing. Oh, that, thank That's you. What, I mean, but the, that, that yeah. so that came from very much kind of what skateboarding is about. Like, you know, it's, it, all aspects of skateboarding are hard when you first start. But, you know, very quickly you can get on the board and kick. And you mm-hmm. can yeah. kind of keep your balance. You can then, the next thing, you can get the boards flip in the air. Now, it might not be, you know, elegantly swirling through the breeze, but you can get it to jump in the air, but you can't land it. I mean, even if you right. watch professional skaters, obviously if you watch skate videos where they edit all the nice clips together where they land everything, there's 30 jumps before that where they slam horrendously on their face. Mm-hmm. And so we we felt that we just wanted to get that aspect of skateboarding across, that it is tough to land. You can yeah. make the board flip and make it, you, you, you can spin in the air, you can get your body spinning, get the board flipping, but landing it is so tough. And so originally the X to land was actually, uh, I mean, you know, you've got the perfect landing at the moment and then it kind of fades back to a sloppy landing. In the original mm-hmm. concept demo, there was it was perfect landing on nothing. So if you got a sick landing or an okay landing, you slammed, and it oh, was wow. yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what. I like that. <laughs> but that's what when you unlock that fifty challenge, uh, fifty spin challenge, you'll unlock rad mode, which is an homage to the original mode. So you can only perfect grind and only perfect land. Fantastic. Yeah. Otherwise, you face that's plant. Awesome. <laughs> oh man, and you that rad mode applies to all the levels, right? Oh yeah, you can choose. There's a little switch that appears on each of the opening level screens and you press it you get this cool little guitar riff really kind of cheesy but like you're in red mode um <laughs> and yeah you basically slam oddly enough later levels in like port and neon are easier uh, okay. and urban because urban you're landing all the time because we yeah just, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> wow <it's>, cool <laughs> so little, little uh-huh. tip for you don't start in urban when you get to red mode okay how did you uh, come up with the daily grind thing? That's one of my favorite features. I've never actually completed one over a couple thousand points. It's me, Dave, and I from Future Lab. We have like our own little side competition where we get really low scores. So, how did you come up with that? That's one of my favorite features. Um, do you know, it's an interesting one. I think it's just one of these things that developed as we were discussing, and we always kind of wanted like a daily competition. Um, where we just put a you know a random spot out and the highest score of the day wins. And I think we're playing a lot of Spelunky at the time as well. And Spelunky's mm. got the daily challenge. Now Spelunky's obviously got a different dynamic because it's permadeath anyway. So yeah. when you run out of lives in Spelunky, that's it. And so they kind of shut you off for that day. And we're like, well, hang on a minute. What if we take it that one step further? And if we actually try and mimic what it's like to be in a in a skate competition, you know when people are didn't some some kid recently did a 1080 i think um wow. yeah. i think tony hawks was watching the video is amazing you watch tony they actually filmed tony hawks face so my, the first three replays of the kids doing this ridiculous trick and then the fourth replay is just tony hawks face you know with his jaw drops going <laughs> what has just happened um but you know he that kid he had one chance to nail it he must have practiced that so many times but he had to nail it in front of that big crowd with the TV cameras watching, you know, this going out to millions of people. If he stacked it, that would have probably gone more viral over the internet. Um, and we just, we wanted to kind of create that risk and reward and that kind of tension because you've got that risk and reward going throughout the whole game. Like you say, you know, mm-hmm. me and you could do exactly the same combo. If I land it sloppy, I get a thousand points. You land it perfect, you get a hundred thousand points. 
and we wanted to kind of take that to the next level and that's what you get in the daily grind so like say you know a lot of people <laughs> the pressure really gets to them um and it's quite fun like before we released i was i was showing it to a lot of uh, journalists and writers um mm -hmm. and when, once the daily grind functionality was in literally all of them got zero uh, on their actual yeah. run, you know, they're getting hundreds of thousands. And I was just sitting there trying not to laugh in case it, you know, ruined our review I scores. Laughed. <laughs> they yeah. they like, should have laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I did in the end. It was tough to keep it in. But it's just, it's just brilliant watching. And like, people really kind of, and like, we, we do it as well. We really get into it and you feel that tension. Um, and it's just knowing that you've only got that one go. Like on forums, people are saying, oh, I want, I want two or three goes at the daily grind. And it's like, you know, we're all for taking on feedback. But, you that's know, not the point yeah we're not changing the daily <laughs> yeah. grind you know? good. No. <laughs> don't change it yeah <laughs> i love that's what it yeah that's what makes it so good it's it's a pretty big game for just being a little downloadable title it's awesome um my next question was how do you guys feel about the playstation vita um like what you know a lot of the vita indie games have been going to ps3 and vita like what was the choice to just keep it on vita where did that come from Okay, so I think it was a kind of dual choice between uh, us and Sony, uh, really. Okay. really. So um, we, we had that intro from, from James at Future Lab. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, we wanted to move to, to console. Or, um, mm. And we hadn't really selected a particular one. Also, we knew the next gen were on the horizon, but we, you know, we had no idea if we'd be able to get near that. Um, and so the opportunity came for Sony. They were looking for strategic content for the Vita at the time. Um, so we did kind of discuss potentially PS3 as well. But when we start development, and obviously because it came from an iPhone demo, it just seemed to really naturally fit onto the Vita. And then once you added in that analog stick, it just seemed to work perfectly. And that's when we're mm. kind of like, no, this let's make this, you know, Sony are interested in doing this as well as a Vita exclusive. We think it really fits the platform nicely. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I went for that. And then in terms of my thoughts on the Vita generally, I I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm probably a bit biased now because we've been developing on it for the for the past year. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's had bad press um, as we all as we all know. But I think that's mainly because of it's not perhaps getting the sales that people are expecting it to. But it's such a good device, and yeah, it just it feels so nice in your hands. I love the where the, um, the shoulder buttons are. Um, obviously, I don't don't use the the back touch pad much that seems to have only been used in tearaway but it just it's nicely laid out and also i think it um from a personal point of view it really suits my my lifestyle i find it you know i rarely get time to kind of you know go into the spare room turn the computer on um yeah, yeah. Play, you know i've got um i've got a one-year-old so he's kind of running about doing stuff so when he goes to bed i can just literally pick it up and play it and i, I just i really like and i, I think that the the games that they've got in there. I mean, when we first started kind of getting involved in Vita, what about probably a year and a half ago when we started talking to Sony, you know, I was just, you know, doing my research, looking at the press and the people going, there's no games, no games, no games. And I oh, just, I just, yeah, I just don't think you can seriously make that argument anymore. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Chris knows you this, really but the Vita yeah, is my favorite and, console. So yeah, oh, me and cool. Jimmy are huge advocates of the Vita, yeah. both of us. And, it's that, that couldn't be further from the truth yeah. with its library. I've I mean, actually this... worn mine out. Like it, my buttons are dying. <laughs> oh, <so. no. laughs> it's okay. I, I'm. Are you are you gonna pick up one of the Vita two thousands? Because you guys are getting that, but I don't, and I'm really upset right now about it. Uh, do you know what we might do? Actually, we've all got um, obviously the the current model. Um, I think it's 
coming out next week for us in the yeah UK. it is yeah um so yeah i think i think we'll definitely check one out actually so you extremely bitter. jaded <laughs> i'm jimmy is bitter about that i'm about to import one i've been like about to pull the trigger for like two weeks now oh <laughs> so are you guys not getting it in in the states yet we probably will eventually because oh, yeah. anything that comes out for you guys comes out here really but i don't know i don't get it i don't i don't understand why your release and our release wouldn't coincide they usually Sony. do, and that's it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, the, yeah, right. it's like how Give we get the PS4 first, and then you get the PS4, and then Japan, and then so I guess it's they flipped it around for the Vita. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We get. They wanted there. to be fair. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm cool <laughs> yeah. with that. Now it was like um, our original release window was I think the 20th of November, so it right. was, we we didn't make it because of various QA issues, but. Um, we that was between the US release and the European release of PS4, uh, and obviously Xbox One was mixed in somewhere between that. So I think we probably did quite well to avoid releasing in that time. I don't think we'd have yeah, got you there. guys released it like the best possible time, like because everything's coming out in March, too. I just noticed that there's like 12 big games coming out in March, yeah. it's kind of nuts. So, yeah, you got I think you guys picked a great date to release it um, no, I, yeah i think really that's was. good i think you know especially when now we've seen the response we, we were so nervous beforehand because you know we, we self-published this and sony you know have given us help um and it'd be remiss i mean not to, to mention that but we were self-publishing and so it was it was very very nervous time we were going right we've spent the last year talking to people about this you know trying to get in people's faces, making sure we're reviewed in, you know, all the places where we need to be reviewed. Um, and it all seemed to come together at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I think, as you say, when, when we released, just there wasn't anything out. I was looking at the blogs and, you know, I think GameSpot did a video of what's being released this week. And we were the only one that was a new piece, a new game. Yeah. Like everything else was being ported from one platform for another. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way that was, you know, as I say, we were due out before Christmas and we, we we failed QA because um, of some some issues with um, especially with the daily grind in the end, um, <laughs> so that set us back. So I think in many ways that was kind of a yeah a lucky fail. You have to always look at things in the most positive light, and I think that was a big positive to come out of that. Yeah, really, that one ended up in your favor big time. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I kind of uh, I don't know what it's been like historically for well obviously i do know but i've obviously looking at stuff in a different light now as you know releasing games but i think generally generally is a bit quiet but sometimes you find that some of the triple a titles that failed to make it before christmas will come out in january and february so we're mm-hmm. worried that something yeah. might appear then but like you say they all seem to be back to march yeah are you guys happy with like sales you don't have to get too far into that i just want to know like are you guys happy with how it's been doing on the store yeah, definitely, definitely. We're, I mean, we're, we're not allowed to talk uh, figures. Yeah, I know. I've a contract with Sony, but no, we're yes, we're we're pleased with the response. I mean, what we're oh, great. we're two weeks in now, so okay. I have no idea how the sales chart looks. Whether it's a big spike and then disappears, or whether it stays steady for a while. But okay. no, we're yeah, we're we're happy at the moment, definitely. Um, that's I, great. So, do you think you guys will stick with the Vita? Is that a plan? Um, yeah, we, we love the Vita. I mean, we're actually, okay. um, we are working on a project at the moment, which I can't go into too much detail about, but, um, mm. it's also Vita. <laughs> so, um, Sweet. yeah, we, we think it's such a great device. And so now with, you know, everyone knows about what it can do with the PS4, 
um, in terms of the the crossplay and you know the streaming and stuff like that. That that really excites us. So um, yeah, like I say, it was kind of our first entrance into the console world, and we think it's great. So we're definitely definitely sticking with it. I have I have a, a just a couple more questions. One thing I really want to touch on, and I think it'd be injustice if we didn't the music in the oh, game. Yeah. It's so incredibly good. Oh, thank you. I, is that was that something that was done in house by the team, or? Um, so it was it was all uh, all picked by Simon, um, so one of the guys who uh, founded Rail Seven. Um, it's it's base it's the music we listen to in the office and the music we're interested in. Um, now we've uh-huh. actually we've actually got more of an eclectic taste and. And what you've got, I think you know most people have. Um, everyone goes, mm-hmm. I always listen to a bit of everything. That's the kind of classic answer with music. Um, but um, we originally wanted to go with a more traditional skate vibe. So whether it was some I don't know, skate punk, whatever genre of music fit that. And when you had that music in the game, it was too intense because <laughs> you know, as you guys know, the game is about flow and it's about getting into that zone. And once you're in the zone. And you've got the rhythm nailed down of the landings and the grinds, then you can really get into a nice state. And crazy rock music um, ruins it. <laughs> and oh, so, I can totally imagine yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can try it, obviously, with, with the Vita anyway. But I know some, some people have said to us, oh, I turn the music down, I put some dubstep tracks on and whatever. And obviously we've got no. that. Yeah. And it just, for us, it's like having that nice kind of chilled, jazzy, electronica um Again, I'm no good at genre specifying music, but having that <laughs> that kind of style just gives it a really nice vibe, and you can almost yeah, well, feel like you're just jamming along, skating along. Yeah, it's it's that <laughs> and the art direction that you guys chose that mesh so well together is what makes a lot of the aesthetic of the game. Oh, of course, that's really good to hear. Thank you. I mean, but yeah, with the it was an odd one. They kind of for us they were developed quite disparately. So we actually had three people at various points doing artwork on the game. Um, it was all a bit bit of a mishmash. So someone, so we did the sprite in house, but that was done by two different people. Um, then we outsourced the backgrounds, and then we tweaked them internally. And then the third person who designed the logo did the the HUD um, and the interface. So it's interesting mm-hmm. with the visuals. You've kind of also got this pixel dude and these pixel backgrounds and you've got this kind of big neon HUD flashing up at the bottom telling you <laughs> it's perfect or it's sloppy but we right. we were really worried about the reaction to that and whether people go oh they've just mashed a load of art styles together but it seems to have been received well which we're, which we're really happy about yeah it flows really well <laughs> I, I would have never guessed that it was it was done like that oh, that's good. Oh, I shouldn't have told you yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> the smoke and mirrors yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my my big question is, and I know if you if you can't talk on this, that's totally okay. But is is there plans to expand this? Can we look forward to DLC maybe? Or it's it's an interesting question, and it's um. Do you know what it was? We, we've genuine genu- genuinely been blown away by the response that we got to the game. We were not expecting this. As I say, we released our first iOS title you know, to tumbleweeds, essentially. And it just, <laughs> it, it disappeared uh, frustratingly quickly. 
And so to get the response we got, you know, a couple of weeks back, we were literally, we, we were blown away. And we originally, so we kind of thought, we'll put it out there. Some people will buy it. They'll, they'll probably like it a bit. Some people won't like it. And we'll kind of, you know, we've got some other things that we're planning at the moment. And we'll kind of have it there. It's cool. It was our first console game. And we, we knew also it was kind of addictive. And we, we worried that it was going to be too hard. We worried people wouldn't get a control scheme. Um, I think we were so insular and focused on it and trying to pour as much love into the game as possible that we didn't think about what would happen afterwards. Um, so at, at this current point, uh, there isn't plans for DLC, but never say never. You know, so as I say, when we look at the response, we've had so many people going, oh, can we have another level pack or something like that? It's like, oh, okay, uh-huh. well, maybe we need to consider this. I mean, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're a tiny studio. We, you know, rent a kind of horrible little office in one of the, the ghetto parts of London. Um, so, you know, this it's kind of, it's new territory for us. It's really exciting territory to be in a nice, a nice problem to have. But I th- you know, if, if, if demands own people are giving, you know, as much love to the game as they are at the moment, then we'd definitely consider it. Yes. Yes, yeah. please. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it back to the guys at the studio. If you release DLC, I'll beat 50 spins today. <laughs> there's your ultimatum i okay. can't i'm gonna do it you've like rejuvenated the desire for me so i'm gonna do it yeah excellent okay all right i'll hold you to that all right i just have one more question um the the logo for the game totally looks like a skateboard brand logo have you guys thought of like making stickers or anything for like skateboards or something i don't know i think that'd be cool what's well, <laughs> you... <laughs> that's interesting actually i've never thought of it as a kind of a a script escape brand logo um we have made, I don't know if you've seen, we've made the two skateboards. Um, we, we put it on Twitter um, and we actually gave one. have seen one. the helmets. Ah, right, okay. So we, we did a, a limited, you know, special edition <laughs> run of helmets. Um, yeah, was, but literally they were kind of like eight quid helmets that we found online and then got the stickers <laughs> and put them on and now it's an Ollie Ollie helmet. Um, but they just look cool. Um, but we have, we, again, you know, in terms of what I was saying about the DLC, we kind of weren't expecting that response. And people were going, oh, can we have an Ollie Ollie t shirt? Um, can we have the stickers? Can we have the cap? You know, can we dress like the skater? And it's like, well, we probably don't need to give you anything for that. Just put a cap on, <laughs> green t shirt, <laughs> jeans, and off you go. Um, so, again, it's just literally been like, wow, like this, this response has been incredible. So, again, you know, we something we need to look at. Do we kind of start sending stuff out you know if we're going to be at a lot of uh, uh exhibitions this year and shows and stuff e3 etc so you know we'll take stuff along cool. to those as well yeah, yeah do it well we uh we couldn't be any happier with the game i know the the two of us have been obsessed with it and i'm so happy that somebody has brought a skate a skateboarding game back into, yeah i gave uh, it a nine five so i was uh, happy with yeah it. No, thank you so much for that that's incredible <laughs> I mean, and right. so far, it seems like it's getting a, a really incredible reception by not only you know media outlets but fans and just people that are fans of the genre. Because I know that coming from somebody who has a skateboarding background, um, a lot of us have been kind of itching for that that skateboarding game again. And uh, there hasn't been an end in sight to that until now. And I would have never thought that you know something something so bite sized can fulfill the that void that I feel like has been missing for the last few years. Well, I mean, that's, that's and, great uh, to hear. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's, no, it's, 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 I think like I was saying to you guys earlier, it's, it's odd kind of, obviously 
it was a skateboarding game and it's about skateboarding tricks but like you know in terms of the influences i was talking about earlier we we've always kind of viewed it internally as kind of it's it's a tough game it's a hotline miami <laughs> game you know yeah, people are going to be talking about that and we almost forgot about we obviously we didn't forget about the fact it's skateboarding but that was kind of we thought people would view it as this tough game in that kind of mold and so it's, it's really nice obviously once you release something you kind of people you know obviously come up with their own opinions and we're really glad that that's that's something that's happened kind of been a byproduct of um of the game so uh, it's, it's great to hear that and especially in you know, the kind of the the trials and tribulations of, of development you know we went through some dark times last year <laughs> wondering if we'd ever make it you know if we'd run out of money so to hear that is is really nice so thank you yeah and it's again it's not it's it's everything about the game as a whole that that makes it you know the way it is i i appreciate so much the the control scheme that you guys have come up with because it it breaks my like you said muscle memory of tony hawk mm. i just keep expecting to hold that x button down and release it to jump after i land an ollie yeah <laughs> and it's taken me so long to change that muscle memory <laughs> yeah it's it's bizarre i mean we got so used to playing the game that you know obviously we kind of got over that quite you know a, a month in or whatever yeah. it was um and that, that was our biggest concern and that's why we've kind of got that tutorial in there at the beginning which you know it's kind of rare that you find games with separate tutorials now they're often kind of embedded into the initial part of the game and that was partly because we realized later on that <laughs> we couldn't teach people how to play the game properly and we also did yeah. some tests <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, we also did some tests at some of the shows like Eurogamer, uh, Gamescom E3, where we just let people walk up to the Vita, let's say, and go, "Oh, cool, skateboarding." And if we didn't tell them, give them any direction, they'd walk off because uh, they just couldn't. It's the muscle memory. They're pressing X to jump. Yeah. Going, what the hell's going on? And then once they eventually got the dude in the air, they were then continuing to wang the analog stick around. And nothing mm -hmm. was happening. So they're going. This game's completely unresponsive. I'm not going to play this. So we realised we really had to kind of create that. It's quite a long tutorial, but it, it is necessary because you know, so when you're breaking tradition with something that's been out there for so long, you need to you need to tell people <laughs> how how yeah. to do it. Well, we we really look forward to seeing what uh, you guys have going on next, and I think you've got from a fan you have so much room to uh you know expand on what you guys have done and i really look forward to uh hopefully seeing something more off of this franchise oh but okay well, that's that's great to know as well so thank you we'll be um <laughs> yes. yeah we will have some news coming up of our of our next project um in about the next month or so so i'll be sure to let you guys uh know what we're up to Okay. Excellent. I can't wait to hear it. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking with us. No, it's, no, it's been great to, uh, great to chat with you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and if uh, if anybody wants to, to follow these guys, you can follow them on Twitter, at roll underscore seven. And you have to go out right now and purchase the game. It's on, it's on PlayStation Network. And there's a discount for PlayStation Plus members, correct? Um, I think that might have, have run out, sadly. Or did that, did that run I out? I think that it's was the first to week. to begin with. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, no, that. that's yeah. okay. But just you, buy it. You, yeah. yeah. You just need to go out and uh, and check this game out. Whether you're a fan of the style of game or the skateboarding game, everything meshes so well in the game. And we uh, we appreciate you guys making it, and we appreciate you coming on and talking with us about oh, it. Oh, not from my pleasure. Thank you for inviting us on.
Like, all right, well, that was an excellent interview. I had a blast being on Oh, I wasn't on it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I will be here for, for emails, though. So uh, what do we got, Chris? Let's talk about emails. We uh, Let me see. Let's, let's, let's pull up what we got here. Emails and tweets. So we got we got a few questions from Flux three hundred two. Ah, uh, good old Flux. He's one of my, he is actually a, a good friend of mine, um, producer friend from out in Delaware. So uh, he's pretty crazy, his, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's his his first question. His first question isn't really a question; it's a suggestion. Uh, please go into more detail about Steam, Steam OS, and Steam for Mac. Inquiring yeah. minds would like to know. So yeah, here's the thing. I, I don't think either of you guys are running Steam on Mac, right? I'm not, and Jimmy's gone, so. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm running. I, that's the only thing that I use Steam on. Uh, and maybe here in the next few episodes in the future, we'll uh, I'll touch on it a little bit. Um, I don't play a ton of I don't play a ton of games on my Mac. Um, I just I have stuff like Gone Home and Stanley Parable and uh, Rust and. You know, the majority of the the decent games run just fine on my Mac. Um, and I do have a newer solid-state MacBook Pro. Now, well, hold um, on a second. When we did the Rust cast with Mitch, he called you a wizard for being able to get Rust to run. So what yes. what, what finagling did you have to do? And is that oh, the only fuck, game dude. you've had to do it for? When I start... It's the only thing I've had to do that for. Okay. And it's because it's early access, um, which... I think after the Rust experience, I'll probably start steering clear of early access games. But what I had to do with Rust, and now, if you're playing it on a Mac now, you shouldn't have to do this because the updates have fixed the majority of the problems. But I had to launch and relaunch numerous times under numerous settings to find the right settings that would allow the game to run. So, obviously, I've got I've got a new MacBook Pro. It has more than enough uh, power to run it i've got eight gigs of ram in it i've got you know it's it's got more than enough power so initially my my first instinct was to crank everything up and play rust well you do that and the game crashes or freezes (laughs) so i just work my way down from there okay well it's not working on that so i'm gonna go to the next lowest setting i go in it doesn't work on that finally i'm like when i first started playing rust when i first got it to work i was on the bare bones minimum uh, everything. This all the sliders down. It was just at like runs best quality, and I even had to bump the resolution down like two notches. And you have the Retina Display Mac, right? I got a Retina Display Mac, and I'm playing this <laughs> fucking game. It literally looked like a PS2 game, <laughs> and the content is so skim. You know, when I first started playing Rust, there's nothing in there. There's zombies right. that look like they came out of you know Overblood for the PS1. <laughs> and and uh, like some trees, logs, and, and a rock, and that's it. And it just looked awful. But after a couple patches, uh, they they fixed a lot of the issues. So nice. But that's the only one I've had a problem with on Mac. Um, other than that, you know, everything else has run pretty well. How how different is the selection, like the availability of games for a Mac versus versus for Windows? Again, I don't play a ton of PC games or games from Steam, but the games I do want to play, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I went and looked at that that wouldn't run for me. Oh, really? Yeah, every game so far that I've been interested in, whether it be Gone Home or whether it be The Stanley Parable or whether it be, 
Gary's Mod or Rust even, um, they've all been, you know, OSX compatible and, and I haven't had an issue. Now for you, I assume that's because you're, you have all the consoles, so you can play all yeah. these large, uh, you know, blockbuster titles. That oh, I, I, I highly recommend if you're going to be a PC gamer, you don't do it on a Mac. Right. It's yeah, because the, the availability is not there. If that's all you're going to be using it on, like you can't get Arkham Origins, you can't get... Or can you? Is Ar- Arkham Origins? Mm, I, I haven't looked at Arkham was. Origins I, I only re- because I played it on my PS3. Right. I remember it not being. And since but I, I did look, it, you know, like we talked to earlier in the show, I, I was looking into buying uh, Metro Last Light on the Steam sale, and that's that was Mac compatible. Right. So, I mean, everything that I've looked at so far... At least that I could think of off the top of my head is Mac compatible. Even even games like Spelunky and that sort of stuff is compatible, so I, I haven't had any issues with it. Yeah, I was actually going to install Steam on my Mac. That way I can uh, test out this streaming beta because I'm in the beta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just going to set it up, run a couple of uh, PC games straight from my, my PC and see if see how well they ran on the Mac. So I'll, I'll be mm-hmm. doing that. I'll, I'll try and report on that next week if I have time. Yeah, so that was one of his questions. Uh, another question, he asks, do any of you guys use arcade sticks or racing wheels? If so, which? Uh, I don't. I, I don't, used to I, use I, arcade I, sticks for... I told the story about my racing wheel earlier in the show. Yeah. That ended up on Craigslist real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't use arcade sticks because I collect and refurbish arcade games, so um, I don't use them on my consoles. I have arcade cabinets. Uh and I tinker with those things. Did you ever? Did you ever have interest? I, dude, I could have sworn you had that that fucking special Street Fighter edition uh, Capcom arcade stick. That big bastard that would sit on like two people's laps or, or whatnot. That huge one, dude. Um, Didn't you I, have I that? ran into it. At, no, I ran into it at stores a couple times, but I've never. I haven't bought an arcade stick since uh, the SNES arcade stick, the Capcom SNES arcade stick for uh, for Street Fighter Two. Oh. That's the last That's one I bought. That. I have one for uh, for DOA four, I think, on a 360, and I would I just used that for everything that came out on 360. Yeah, it was pretty shitty, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm not sure, Jimmy. I, I I would highly doubt Jimmy has any racing wheels, but maybe we'll ask him on the next show. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next question. Since Anthony has a huge backlog of shame, maybe each podcast you should smack him in the face with an <laughs> NES cartridge. Yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not a question, but thanks for the advice. Yeah. <laughs> if we flex. weren't like 500 miles away, um, maybe like a Deadly Towers, since that's the, the most terrible NES game. <laughs> uh, <coughs> next question. The theme music is great. Where can I hear more? We've never talked about the theme music of this show. No, we Even haven't. before, we've we've gone through two uh, literations, uh, or iterations of the theme music. Where do those come from? What are they? Uh, I actually made those. Um, the first one was a sample. F- like, there's samples from uh, River City Ransom. And I, I just sampled them and, and chopped up that one and you know, put a beat behind it and stuff. I made that one. And that one I actually had made before the podcast. It just seemed to actually work out because it was 8-bit and whatnot. Uh, the second one, I actually recreated the DuckTales boss theme from the old NES game. <laughs> Since Chris happens to love DuckTales so much. I love me some I, DuckTales. Yeah, I thought that it would be good. I actually had made an original uh, 8-bit uh, beat, but I got a couple of uh, 
pieces of criticism, feedback, actually from this asshole right here, Flux. And he, uh, he told me it was like too dark or whatever. It uh, wasn't as, as uplifting and it just kind of ah. felt out of place for a, a podcast. But fuck him, I'm going to use it the next time we change it again. <laughs> so there you have it. The, uh, the intros are all done by Anthony. Yep. That's yeah. me. So if you like those, you can direct all your questions towards at Necron99. That's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and of this content. I'll uh, I need to organize my SoundCloud again. I'll get it all organized and maybe post a couple links on Twitter or whatnot. Yeah, and then his his final question. Uh, he says uh, or he asks, "What are your favorite party games just to throw on in the background when friends come by?" Oh, um, uh, I don't have any friends, so I don't throw on any party games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> same here. <laughs> I'm too. I'm just too fucking busy to be having party things the only we, thing that i do is uh starting today again we'll uh we'll start up walking dead nights and uh yep. Fuck every yeah. sunday night oh, the band comes tonight. over that's right yeah damn i might have to go some go to somebody's house tonight um my my fellow 24 frames uh bandmates come over every sunday night and we watch walking dead nice nice so there is no game <coughs> on the background you know what i have you ever played party games though like not for background noise, but just um, <coughs> if if there's any party game that I have gotten into over the last couple of years, it would be either Mario Kart, uh, Mario Party, mm-hmm. or um, New Super Mario Brothers. Oh, okay, I really the enjoy the the scene it games. I you know I got I take that back. I did I did get seen it. It's probably been five years ago now when right. it came out for the 360 and had the buttons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was fun. The little, the little buzzer buttons. I got that as a Christmas gift uh, quite a few years back, and I really enjoyed it. And I do have the Scenic games on the DVD my iPad. Oh, okay, on iPad. Yeah, I've got the horror themed one, the comedy themed one on my iPad, and uh, the only problem is with the Scenic games, if you play it enough times, you've seen it all. Right, exactly. Like you can only play that like twice before yeah. before you run through stuff. But the first few times you play it, it is real fun. Yeah. It's a blast, especially if you have people that know their shit. It gets real competitive. Yeah. But other so than thanks, that, Flux. Nope. Thanks, Flux, for those questions. <laughs> yeah, Flux is a he's a synthesizer mad scientist. You should see this guy's fucking modular. He's crazy, dude. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Did you? I, I'm sorry. I, I haven't been looking at the Twitter. Did you? Did you collect any Twitter uh, uh, questions? I've or? been I've been deep in. Homework, dude. I haven't been looking at that very often. So sorry. So, I missed uh, them. so if you have questions, let's let's um, let's reinstate the email now. Since we've the last few weeks, we've had some screwed up email shit. Uh, <laughs> we were using a Gmail. Do not use the Gmail. It is long gone. It's lost in the ether. Yeah. Or something that rhymes with. Um, so don't use the Gmail. We have uh, we have the actual site email backup, which is podcast at 36thman.com so right. if you're going to email us with questions or you want to talk shit or whatever the case may be email us I don't care what it's for you got a song or something you want us to play email us uh, yeah yeah. I'd like to hear some music out there from uh, creators because shit yeah. on the radio sucks let's, let's, let's chat about it and also um, I'm, just, I'm seriously looking into getting headphones I'm kind of leaning towards these uh, pulses at the moment but if you have a better suggestion for me, email us or tweet at us and let us know. Yep. Um, 
You can tweet at me at Life in 24 Frames. Anthony here is Necron99 with two Ks. Two nines. And two nines. And <laughs> Jimmy Champagne is Jimmy Champagne with no G. And uh, I guess that kind of wraps it. You got anything else you want to talk about, or should we just let this shit go? Yeah, I think I'm good. I'm kind of hungry, so. Yeah, I just ate. had a nice lumberjack's breakfast. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us. It's been episode 11. It yeah, is special Sunday, shout out to February uh, 9th. To our special interviewee. Sorry, I couldn't be there. Yeah, and um, thanks again, Tom, for coming on the show and um, letting us prod you with all the questions that me and Jimmy have about playing Ollie Ollie. And if you don't have Ollie Ollie, go pick it up now. It's only like twelve dollars. It's on. It's on the Vita. You will love it. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. All right. Peace. I'll be